All right, we are recording. All right, we are recording. We should be good. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode, the pilot episode of the Pond Hockey Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jimmy Kelly, and across the table from me, go ahead and introduce yourself. It is Nicholas Fernbaugh, president of the of DSTV and a great friend of his. And I'd just like to thank everyone here at the Duquesne Student Radio for having us. I greatly appreciate it. This has been a project that's been pretty long in the making. I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time. I'm grateful for them to providing us the facility and just letting us be here. Hey, it's what me and Harley want to do. We want to we want to make this space open for everybody. So I'm really glad you, you like when you came to me with this idea. I was so excited. I literally started. I started telling my friend, my family about it. I was I was so hyped for this. Yeah, and it's something I'm really, really passionate about. Like anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge hockey guy. I've been a big hockey guy for as long as I can remember. But uh, to start things off tonight, um, I just wanted to like get an introduction thing going. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your favorite team and why you got into hockey? All right. So I didn't get into hockey until recently. I don't I never grew up with it during my like childhood or like during high school. That's crazy to me because like that like that's like when Crosby and Ovechkin played like those two legends who are still playing at the tail end of their careers, still playing incredible, by the way. Two just absolute units. Oh yeah, Sidney so, Crosby hitting fifteen hundred points by the way this yeah. past weekend, just crazy, be crazy. To climb to get the all time goal record, which he could very well do if he stays he healthy. It's crazy. So I didn't pick it up until it, it took. Ironically, the world coming to a stop via the pandemic for me to start watching hockey, and I picked it up like when it like during that COVID season, or actually. The season before, I picked yeah, up during 2019, 2019, right before everything stopped. And it was it was so interesting watching hockey. I was like, because <clears throat> one of my friends wanted me to pick it up with him because he'd just come over, we'd hang out because uh, <clears throat> we went to two different high schools. So he'd just come over to my place, play pool, um, and just and watch hockey on, on like our big screen downstairs. And I was like, huh, hockey's actually a lot more fun than I thought. So once that all wrapped up, I watched it for two seasons, started like – Wanted to get a rough understanding of it right now. And mm. then the cracky came in. So I was like, okay, I yeah. still have, like, have my team to root for. They're new. I'm also new to hockey. Feel like a match made in heaven. Plus, I'm also a Seahawks fan. So I kind of do love that connection of Seattle. Yeah, and they got a team. They got a pretty good team, actually. We'll get to that later. Pretty oh, surprising yeah. for year two, man. That's yeah, they've been they've been really good this year. I'm actually really glad. Grow the market, doing all kinds of things, but uh as for me, oh, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, as for me, I am a huge hockey fan. I really follow two teams a lot, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Those are the two teams I've really grown up watching. Uh, Phil Kessel being my favorite player for a really long time. Chris mm-hmm. Letang's up there. Really, I really got into it when I was growing up. Like, I have a good friend now in my family is Kyle, if he's listening to this, he was the one who got me into it. Um, really, of uh, the big thing about it is just growing up in really the golden age of hockey with Crosby and Ovechkin, and now new guys like McDavid and Matthews coming up. Like, oh yeah, really, really mm-hmm. great time to be a hockey fan right now. I think this is probably the second best time ever to be a hockey fan. Oh yeah, best time probably being the '90s with Gretzky, Gretzky and Lemieux Lemieux. playing. Yeah. All those legends. Yeah. Like even Yager was playing around then. Like Yarmir Yager's still playing, by the way. That's he's crazy. still playing. Yeah. He's saying. It's like I don't I don't remember for sure, but I think he's retiring after this year finally. I think, I think he, so. he's I think he's 50 years old now. He's getting up there. He's close. He's like Gordy Howe longevity now. Oh wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But um speaking of the penguins, since we're located out of Pittsburgh, based out of Pittsburgh, um Really, something we want to talk about is whether or not the Penguins would make the playoffs. I mean, for the past like decade and a half, it's been a foregone conclusion that like, hey, this team will make the playoffs. They've made it, I think, 16 straight seasons, which is unheard of in the sport. Like the Red Wings were the last one. It's been 16 straight years. Ever since Crosby's rookie year, they've made the playoffs every single year. And this year it's in jeopardy. 
Wow, I did not know it was a 16 years to start. It was six, it's been like 16 years if my math is doing me right. right. But uh like the team the team's been great, like my really my entire life. So that's I've really been spoiled by at least one of those teams that well, I don't know what I would do without at least one of the teams, but um <laughs> you know, it I think it's more of a testament to how great that trio of Crosby, Malkin, and Latang has been. Like they've just been crazy. Crosby's still still a point per game player. Malkin's not that far behind. Latang has had injury problems and sh- two strokes, and this he's still been, playing. Yeah, so bad. This has been such a trying year for him. Oh my! He's yeah, had a, yeah, stroke, and I don't even think a month later his dad dies. Yeah, he he's been he's had it's a really a really year for him. I feel so bad. He's had a really tough go of it this year, man. I mean, I'm really happy for him that he's still out playing at a high level, getting that big contract in the off season. It's like been a tough year for the fans. It has been. I Just think because they also didn't Jari step away for a little while for mental health reasons. He did, uh, and he's not the first one. Matt Murray did it a couple years ago as well. Um, oh yeah, he did. I, I think part of the Penguins' problem is they had this stretch for like two months where their bottom six was just non-existent. You had Jeff Carter throwing up goose eggs. You had Brock McGinn throwing up goose eggs. You had Danton Heinen trying to get some spark into that bottom six, but you just couldn't do it. And that the trade deadline, getting rid of Teddy Bluger was a big hit, but I understand it with a cap. It's just a cap hit issue. They're trying to go another way, probably have some youth coming up, hopefully. Uh, so, but it just confused me, especially with the the additions they added, being Mikel Granlin, ugh. him, Benino, Dmitry Kulikov, and I, yeah, I think that's it. I think it was those three. Yeah, it, and Dmitry Kulikov was definitely a depth signing. Uh, he's yeah. I don't think he's like I don't think he's bad, he's but awesome. if you're the Penguins and you need defensive help, I don't think you should go out and trade for a guy who is. Not a great defenseman on the worst defensive team in the NHL this year. Like, I I don't get it. The Granlin thing I do because he provides defense a little bit of edge. The Penguins always need a little bit of edge with that division they play in with Truba, with Tom Wilson, mm-hmm. and with the Islanders' identity line. Like, you need it, but... That's true. I mean, and right now, as of right now, as we're recording this, the Penguins are competing with the Islanders and the Panthers for one of the wild card spots right now in the East and that, that wild card race is crazy right now. But um, as of this taping right now, good news for the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Toronto Maple Leafs are up on the Florida Panthers one to nothing with 15 minutes left in the third. And in a cruel case of irony, the Penguins fans have to be Cavs fans tonight. Oh yeah. The Caps are beating the Islanders three to nothing with 19 minutes to go in the third Fingers crossed for our friends who are Pittsburgh Penguins fans, myself included. Really hoping they extend that streak. Yeah, I'm hoping so for <clears throat> for the best. Like it's it's just tough watching them, especially defensively. It's been just painful this year. Defensively, their goaltending has just I don't goaltending outside of Jolly yeah. has been a nightmare. I've had Sorry a problem. A bit. I've had a problem blaming like just goaltending no, because can't do it this year. It's the last one. He's the last guy to make a mistake. Like, granted, he's let in some not good goals. All goalies do that. This Smith has been Ford, almost unuseful. He's almost he's been almost unusable. Like Jari's been good when he's better. been in, but he's just he hasn't been in enough. That's the problem. No. And the defensive around him is just not helped Jeff Petrie. I thought it was just oh. a minor step back. No, that is a steep no. decline. You're off, off a cliff. Jan Ruda. has been decent. No, he's not. Right. He's not gonna. He's not gonna wow you with the scoring prowess. But he's a defensive defenseman. Like I see the appeal. He was on the back to back three straight Cup final Tampa Bay Lightning, yeah. who we will also get to later. <laughs> um, but no, I think the Penguins are trying to salvage the remainder of their core trio. But I. I don't want to say this is the beginning of the end because you can't count out those three guys ever, but I'm willing to say that because I kind of felt that last year. Yeah. I felt it last year with how they were playing. Yeah. As soon as I saw them lose game seven, I'm like, yeah, this is that was their last shot. Like the way they went at the deadline, the way they like rallied through the season. Yeah. And then fell apart in the games that mattered. They were three two up. Yeah. In that playoff series against the Rangers. With a third string goalie, by the way. 
If they have Jari, if they have Jari in that playoff series, I'm convinced that they that they win that series in six games. I'm convinced. Louis Domingue, Louis Domingue, uh, uh, <laughs> grilled pork and broccoli, not the best. Just like his goaltending play. Fans. Oh my <laughs> goodness, he's for, he's playing for the Rangers now, which is crazy. But um, just the Eastern Conference in general this year. I mean, it's going to be such a bloodbath in that conference, man. Like it wouldn't surprise me if a team in the West who like no one was expecting would swoop in to win because that Eastern Conference is absolutely insane. Like you have the Bruins setting an NHL record and wins. Wild. Like you have, you have them setting an NHL record and wins with 63. They're probably going to get 65 and win out, which is nuts. Yeah, the last two games are the Caps and Canadians. So yeah, probably. They'll probably win out. Um, And like you have the Leafs who, are, who have Matthews, Marner, Tavares, even though they can't really get over that hump. You have Tampa making three straight finals. The Devils being an up and coming team. The Rangers being good with Shesterkin. The Hurricanes have been good consistently. And a lot of the metrics still up in the air, especially for one, two, and three. It's still very much up in the oh, air. Oh, yeah. So like, it wouldn't surprise me if they're getting embarrassed. Well, actually, no, they got one back. Never mind. Okay. I thought it was three nothing. It's two one. Okay. It's not yeah. as bad now. The I mean, they're currently losing at the end of the second period against the Sens. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. The Rangers and the Devils still have a chance at that number one spot. So, yeah, which yeah. means things can get crazy for whoever, like whoever is fighting. Because we were talking about the wild card, whoever gets, the, whoever is going fighting for the playoffs, they desperately want that first wild card. Oh yeah, because you don't want to play Boston, even though I think the Penguins and the Panthers can give them a run for their money. I think they can. I don't think I don't think they'll necessarily be able to beat them. Penguins maybe. Uh, Panthers no. I think no the chance. Penguins have a chance because of their experience. The Panthers maybe because they have scoring, but it just they just pick and choose when they want to show up. Like yeah. it's crazy. But um, speaking of the East, going into uh, one team that's just at the center of all of the jokes, all of the derogatory terms. Do you think the Toronto Maple Leafs have a chance to get past the first round this year and beyond? I want to say yes. I know people are saying all oh, the Lightning are just kind of sitting and waiting. Well, waiting kind of seems like an understatement. They've looked really bad. Yeah, the last like month and a half to sum it up. Especially because they 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 won their first game against the Islanders. Then lost three six to the Rangers. They lost three six to the Rangers. They lost six one to the Islanders, who are not really an incredible offensive team. And then they got a seven bomb on their head by the fans. <laughs> oh my! I didn't even know they were they weren't playing that great. They but playing wow, like yeah, Vasilevsky is gonna have to like. There's gonna be a seat like most seasons before they could rely on you know all the offense, all the high end depth to get them through. And I'm not yeah. saying they don't have depth, but there's definitely a hard drop off from like their top tier talent. They're good players that have depth, and then everyone else. Yeah, and like there's, they overpaid a ton for Tanner Janot at the deadline. Like I Lightning was shocked when I saw that because he was from he was yeah. on the Preds, right? Yeah, he was. And like Tanner Janot is a good player, but I don't think he was worth five picks in a player. Like because he's played twenty games with the uh, with the uh, with Tampa, Tampa, and yeah. He's had one goal, three assists, a minus six. He only he has four like points. A, he only has four points at a minus wow. six. Wow, and that's kind of shocking because he's more of like a isn't he way more of a defensive kind of like? Yeah, he's he's a guy who'll throw up like twenty goals, pretty good defensively. Um, I'm just like with the five picks and everything, like I see what Tampa's trying to do. They're trying to get the magic with Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel that they had last year. But I just don't think that it was a good move to spend that kind of asset for Tanner Janot. Like to give you to give you like a comparison, and this is like their direct competition because they were in an arms race with the Leafs because they've known they were their opponent for like the better part, like since December. Yeah, like since December, even yeah, like probably, yeah. the Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari for less pieces than Tampa gave up for Tanner Janelle. Yeah, and that kind of surprised me. What yeah, I, when I saw that, I just kind of scratched my head. I'm like, why? I I don't get it. I mean, 
like Tampa, I think Tampa for me and with a lot of hockey fans now, they have this feeling like the New England Patriots in football had for a long time. You can't count them out. You can't like they're just a good team. Everyone knows what to expect from them, even when they're having like a quote unquote slump. They're still a really good team that's capable of going the distance. And it's not like other teams where it's like, oh, they have high-end talent and nothing else. It's not like they have nothing. It's just more along the lines of it's a lot weaker than things in the usual. Like, especially, like, guys like Hedman. Hedman's kind of, like, stepped back a little bit. Oh, yeah. He stepped back. Nick Paul's not producing. He's been all right, but you kind of wanted a little more, especially because they gave him a lot for Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Watch Nick Paul score. He's great. Brandon Hagel was great. Yeah, he still is good. Lauren's still playing good. Like, those are guys who are healthy. Yeah. But it's like, it feels like, especially in the case of, like, after guys like, you know, Kucherov, Point, it's Stamkos. And especially because Stamkos is in his 30s. Yeah. Kucherov's going to be 30. The shelf life on their team, I'd say, is another two years, I'd say. Yeah, they got two but or three more years, I'd say. It just feels, it doesn't feel like things lining up right now. Because it yeah. doesn't feel like a usual something. They just look bad and off so i'm gonna sit on the side of yes yeah I, uh, if it, your goalies stay consistent and <laughs> yeah that's the big thing don't play justin hall in crucial moments oh it's sheldon keith he's gonna play justin hall no matter what literally justin hall could have two broken legs and he walks over to justin hall he goes hey buddy can can you go tonight like it i'm i don't despise the idea of having Justin Hall on the team like he's serviceable defensively most of the time but I don't think he should be getting top pair minutes and that's where my problem is but if the Leafs are going to make a run this year you need clearly the big three in Matthews Marner and Tavares to show up and they did last year you also need Ilya Samsonov to be as good as he's been all season. And I think he has the capacity to do that. Should be able to. I think he should be able to. Yeah. But in terms of the Leafs making a run, that's a tough gauntlet to possibly have to run. You have Tampa, who's made three straight finals, who are an established team. They beat you last year. You have the Boston Bruins, who you have your own demons with. And they have 63 wins this year. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. And then you have someone. Guarding game seven. Yeah. Through these fans heads over and over. Mine. Literally mine. (laughs) Anyway, but like, seriously, you have these two teams. And then if you somehow beat both of them, you have the juggernauts in the Metro to worry about. Either you had your goalie. You're going to have to play against Igor Shesterkin, who's one of the best goalies in the league. The Devils, who have a ton of scoring and they're really fast, or the Canes. Yeah. And if none of them, if none of them make it, you have the Penguins, who are the Penguins, or Florida. Like, Florida doesn't really worry me, but like every single team in the Eastern Conference worries me, other than Florida. Even the Islanders worry me. Yeah. Like, even in years where they've not been like great, they made two really deep runs. Both stuff by the lightning. Yeah, and like they were arguably they took them both like to the end. yeah they were arguably the second best team in hockey for two years because like no one took the lightning that far other than the Islanders for those two years. I remember the two years the 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 lightning one that was stars Canadian stars and Habs. We don't stars. talk about twenty twenty one ever. <laughs> it's it's like me with the Penguins in twenty eighteen. We don't talk about either of those two years, twenty twenty one or twenty eighteen. No, <laughs> we we're not talking about that. No, I don't play any. Those are the two things. It's going to be, the East is going to be so much fun to watch. I think the East will be so much more fun to watch than the West. I don't know about that, though, because Connor McDavid is still in the West. You have a ton of good teams. But it's like, I think the talent gap is like, it's a steep two to one in each. I will happily say that. Yeah. As happy as I am as the Kraken are in the playoffs, the talent ratio in the playoffs for East to West is two to one. And I'll happily admit that. Yeah. But like I said, if you're running that gauntlet in the East, especially if it's a team like Toronto coming out, they played like two of the best teams in hockey, one for the past three years and another one this year. If they make it to that cup final, they're going to be bruised and battered and they're going to be tired. So if there's a team like Edmonton that comes through or Colorado that comes through with that speed and that skill, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't. Do I think it's going to happen? I 
don't really think so. I think the teams in the West will have a little while, little while before they hit that plateau. Other than the Avs, because the Avs are they're they're the Cup champs. They deserve their admiration, but. I just don't know what the West, man. Like, I think this is a year where anyone could win it, and I think that's the beauty of the playoffs because any team can win. I've always said this. NHL playoffs are probably my favorite. I think if in order for playoffs being my favorite, I'd go hockey, baseball, football, basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that because football, like football as of late, has been – the top two teams in the conference have been really good, and there's a steep drop off. Like you kind of know who's good. Yeah. Example of that versus yeah, last, like we really talked. We we watched a 16 team playoff two years ago, and I know I know it's bringing up all that that like bad wins. Uh, I think they were ranked 18th out of they were, and they they somehow pulled their way into the finals, beating the Leafs, sweeping the Jets. That no one talked about that enough. They swept the Jets. They did sweep the Jets. Like humiliated. And the Jets swept the Oilers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a that was that was a weird playoff year. Oilers fans, you're welcome for the Leafs embarrassment that year was, because you didn't hear about it at it a, all. It was a wild. Yeah. That was a wild playoff. It, year. it was crazy, and then, man. And then they humiliated Vegas, which put a smile on my face. That was funny. That was funny. That put a smile on my face. Except I'm a big flurry guy. Just falling the sword. Uh uh, man. <laughs> but I bring that up because it's like in hockey, it's like it never matters. Like literally last year, the stars with a team that was nowhere near ready for playoff contention. This year they're ready for playoff. Oh yeah, Jason Robertson. Last year Woo! they were nowhere near ready. They're yeah. having down years with hints and stuff like that. Robertson came up and he was great, but you know, still could have gotten better. And as a whole. The stars just weren't ready, and Jake Ottinger almost completely single-handedly willed them into the second round. Oh yeah, like that—that that was just a crazy. That, that team was that's probably the best goaltending play I've ever seen. Jake Ottinger, Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, and no one else. Literally, no one else. Literally, but I—it's crazy because just that alone was almost enough to get him out of the the first round and that was against a good calgary team too that's something that a lot of people forget about that calgary team was really really good because that was with matthew kachuk and johnny gaudreau having career years you had you had lindholm putting up 40 like that entire line had 40 goals man he and he almost stole that series it just goes to show you that like it doesn't matter if you're a juggernaut or if you're barely squeaking in if you make it in you have a chance oh yeah and i think that's so much better than like NBA playoffs. And oh, yeah. There's like it's the top three teams matter, and then everyone else is like, yep. maybe once every five years they'll do something. But that's about it. Where hockey, you can almost like every single season, you, you see crazy upsets. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really hoping because like we're, I'm going like, to go to the Bruins. Just they're just, they seem like they're unbeatable this year. And with that unpredictability factor, it's like we talked about earlier. It would it surprise me if an eighth seed knocked them out. It wouldn't shock me because I've been watching be hockey for a long time, but it'd be absolutely crazy. President's trophy, yet yeah, you're the best team ever. But that's also crazy high expectations. Oh, yeah. Like they've been playing the there's almost some good in losing a couple of games because you're not playing at a hundred percent for all 82 games. And that's why, because we're go- going all the way roundabout, we fall back on your team. Yep. Well, you guys have been good. You haven't been amazing down the stretch of April, but I also think it's a matter of you're getting everybody. We're trying to get everybody back. Yeah. And get that chemistry. And especially with guys, like O'Reilly and others who have missed time. They've missed yeah. some time. And there's like, there's some, especially because I looked at the roster. Uh, one, didn't know Sam Lafferty was out. Oh, yeah. He got, um, yeah, Yarncrook took a, I think he took a puck to the face and Lafferty is just maintenance. Like, because okay. they're the teams that load up, like, I don't mind if you're a team that's loading up, like your Toronto's, like your Boston's of the world, where it's like, if you know who you're playing against and you know where your seating's going to be, just rest some guys. There's three games left. It's not like you're Pittsburgh, New York, or um, Florida fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. Rest your guys. You should. 100%. I think they definitely will. 
And I'm curious to see, and I want your opinion on this, because I know last few years some big issues have been your power play in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Leafs have struggled with that. and Especially on the defensive side, I'm curious who they run out as like their two main defensemen. So I don't run two defensemen. You really run one. What I do is I don't put Morgan Riley back there anymore. I think I know what their plan is. They got Gustafson for a reason, and I think they're going to have him as the power play quarterback. Watching the Caps play in directly this year, it was an awful, it was an awful year watching Caps hockey. I wanted to die internally and externally. I wanted to just die all around. Yeah. Watching Gustafson play, I will say this, I was sitting there just shocked, like, Excuse me. He came out of nowhere because he, really he had I don't, he, he had some down years in Philly. He had some down years in Philly and Montreal. Terrible in Montreal. And then just all of a sudden he explodes and like, hey, like that's a good find for them. I mean, I watching you play, I was like, I was looking at him play. I was looking at our record. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna leave, aren't you? <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, like, like, and that's the thing with the Caps, and like we can jump to the Caps now. That's the thing I don't understand with them right now. So I don't really either, except for one move. Which one? There's one move that I don't love. Which one? I don't love them. See, I think trading Hathaway and Orlov was a good thing if they didn't trade their first round pick for Rasmus Sandin. Because Dude, the first the round game. pick they got from Boston, if you're trying to rebuild it's here late one. in the deepest draft, it, like in the last couple of years, they gave up a first when they traded yeah. for Sandy. Well, I will give this. Standing has been really, I think he's been really good since he's been over to the Caps. He's not. He's not loaning the tass off, but I think he's actually played solid for the Caps. He has, yeah. and like but absolutely, he has. Tough because after him and Carlson, the defense has been Carlson being out for a long period of time. I think is what hurt him. Uh, it's just the Caps and the Penguins. It's it's honestly kind of sad to see. Even though I, I was, I'm a Pens guy. It it's kind of sad to see both those teams kind of drop off. Cause I grew up on that rivalry, man, like seeing Crosby versus Ovechkin in the playoffs. That was painful. Just watch. Oh, nine guys. Just like, they had so many down years. Oh, she was bad and missed time. Yeah. Mantha was horrible. Mantha That's was one so trade, man. Cause even though Ron caught the Cavs for a long yeah. time. Because even though Vrana's been out for a long time this year, and he's bounced around teams this year. He's blues now, but he's doing well for the Blues. I still think that's not a great move for the Caps, man, because Mantha had a strong post-deadline, and then this year he's just been so-so. He's been horrible. Yeah. But painful to watch. They And they just have, like, especially on the left side – they have nothing outside of Connor Sherry. They have nothing. And Connor Sherry's okay. not that He's great up. of an option either. Like, literally, outside of Ovi and Strom, it, it, Dylan Strom, it's man, rough watching them. Oh, play. I know. I know. But, and Ovi, I'm hoping he breaks that record. But I if you're Ovi, this is, this is the same conversation we were having when he was about to hit free agency last year. If you're not contending for a cup and you're Ovi, what do, you do? do you try to get a trade to win another ring? I mean, it depends. Awesome. He already has his ring. So I think that is, that chance is slim to none. I think that conversation will be had down the road. If he breaks the goal record and the Caps still aren't competitive, I think he plays for another team. I think so as well. That's the worst bit. He's 37 right now. He's also put up 42 goals. Wow, yeah, that's insane. But um, I give him two years. Uh, if they can't turn it around in two years, his last year just go for a cup. I think he plays like 42, 43. Ironic. I think he stays for a while. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, too. if you're putting up forty two goals at uh <laughs> at age thirty seven, that's like. Like, I don't know if you watch the baseball. That's like watching Nelson Cruz play for the Padres. He's still hitting <laughs> He put up six RBIs like a night or two wow. ago at 42 or 43. I think he's about to be 43. Wow. Like, like that's what I compare this to because it's like he doesn't age. And it's like he could play for five, six more years. It's a matter oh, yeah. of will he. It's, it's a matter of will he. Would he want to sit through a rebuild? Does he want to go somewhere else? 
I hope not. But yeah, like, I mean, it would be really weird. It's like it's I, like I, Claude Giroux. Yeah, and this is this is gonna break my mom's heart with the Giroux thing, but it's so weird to see him traded last year to the Panthers and the Flyers get back Owen Tippett and a second round pick for Claude Giroux. Everything's always sunny in Philly. Uh, I mean, they made a bunch of championships this year, but uh, you know, it it's so wow. But like we can we can jump to Philly now. I mean Flyers. The Flyers are yikes, except here's the good thing to make them feel better, like about an old player. Um, this is another guy I grew up with, and I'm sure a lot of listeners like watched him for the lat for his whole career. Claude Giroux hitting a thousand oh, yeah. points. Just a super underrated guy. Guy deserves it. Like crazy game. He's he's such an underrated guy, and it, just hitting the thousand point mark shows how good he time. is. Yeah, it yeah, has been. For reference, people tonight, two players hit the thousand, the century, yeah. or the millennium. Mul- mark tonight. Yeah, uh, Claude Giroux and Joe Pavelski of the Joe Dallas Stars. Joe Pavelski. It's like, you've got a crazy amount of good for the talent in the NHL right now. That's, that's what's crazy about it. Like tonight, we yeah. just had two players hit a thousand points. The amount of people who I grew up watching hitting a thousand points is insane. And like, I'm sure a lot of the people who we're watching now, who are the kids are watching now, your Matthews or McDavid's, your Dry Sidles, your Posternox, they're going to hit a thousand in a couple of years. McDavid, like, especially. And there's two teams we haven't highlighted enough, I think, tonight. Yeah. Because they have crazy talent that's also like, they can hit like, 100 points like each night each year for the next yeah like, uh 10 years and that's the sends sends and the sabers yeah i think okay yeah so the sabers i i'm actually kind of bummed about them and th- this is going to be weird coming from penguins and leafs guy it's going to be weird but i'm kind of disappointed that they didn't make the playoffs this year like they still have a chance don't get me wrong they still have a chance but it's just so much of a long shot, man. They need a goalie. The need a goalie. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because UPL, I think, just needs more time. Yeah. And just and Craig Anderson. Anderson. You can't trot out a 40-year-old goalie and expect, like, and the good results. And Devin Levi at 21. Yeah, like, not they have the pieces to be, like, a great team. Like, Tage Thompson has been a monster He's this crazy. year. And then I think they completely humiliated. Uh, I I know I know Eichel's been good, and maybe this is biased because I don't like Vegas, but I think they got so much more value in the mm-hmm. Eichel trade. I sat there and scratched my head when they were like they traded Alex Tuck. Yeah, I mean, what? they were so desperate for just like that big name guy again. By the way, um, oh Pacioretty, Pacioretty, Mark Stone, uh, who else? Mark Alex Petrangelo, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, when he was still there, like. Oh man, it with that Sabres trade, like at the time people were like celebrating, like, oh, Jack Eichel is gonna Jack Eichel's gonna be great. He's gonna like win this trade by a mile. I, I can honestly sit here today. Sabres won that trade and they're gonna win it for the foreseeable future. It is crazy because I don't think anybody would have expected it. And credit to I forget the GM for the Sabres. I know they got a new one. Um, so it's Kevin Adams, but it's not. It used to be Kevin Adams. Oh, well, this is an easy. Uh, this, but this, is, it, this is an easy. Was, I watched it with the Bills. Yeah. The best thing, Kevin Adams, you're right. Is it Kevin Adams? Yeah. I had a feeling. But I said the best thing that happens in hockey is when, for the most part, and I think you usually don't see this issue in hockey. You see it more, way more in football, is having an owner that – Keeps their hands too much on the team. Oh, they yeah. held back for so long by Terry Pagula and his family. And the first time they said, all right, we're going to take a step back. We're letting Kevin Adams do his job. You know, they find good pieces all out of nowhere. Middlestat has finally, Middlestat finally stepped up. Finally. Trading, getting rid of um, Rasmus or Stalin was the biggest W the franchise could have ever done. Oh, I know. And I forget what they – I think they got Peyton Krebs from that, didn't they? Or no? Uh, no, they got that from the Eichel yeah. deal. I forget who they got for trading Risto. Uh, I don't – was Risto guy. a trade or it was, was it a fr- trade. I think it was a first-round pick. I think it was just first-round pick. It was a first-round pick. I think it was a first-round pick. I'm going to fact-check yeah. this right now. I want to say it was for a first-round pick in Philly. Why did you uh, – 
All right. I'm going to talk about Philly for a second here because this is just. I have a lot of problems with the Flyers and how they're going about things. Was it a first round pick? So it was a 2021 first, a 2023 second. So they actually still get something this year. And the rest of trade. And, And they did get a player for it. I don't know if he's on their roster. What's his name? Robert Hag. Uh, yes, Robert Hag is on the roster. But he might be in the bottom pairing with them. Like, we went to the yeah. bottom pairing. But they got a player in. At least right now, it's giving them value. Yeah, Robert Hag is on the roster. Um, huh. Okay, but with how, how I'm going to go about with the Flyers here. I think the Flyers have a long way to go during the rebuild, and I don't necessarily think it, it was all Chuck Fletcher. I think a lot of it had to do with him. Like, of course it did because he's a GM, and I think a lot of it has to do with their ownership because yeah. ever since Comcast has had majority ownership of the team, they have just been – they haven't had a direction. I don't get it. You're getting these old grizzled veterans who aren't even really grizzled veterans. Like, cause Risto, that Risto move was awful. That's going to define, well, unfortunately, that's going to define Chuck Fletcher for probably ever. And I think it should. Yeah, no, that trade has been terrible. And for reference, uh, Ristolainen, power play guy that everybody wants to admit, a first round pick, three goals. Oh, oh my games. goodness. Three goals in 72 games, 19 points. In 72 games, that is next level horrendous. Yeah. And it's like, it's not all doom and gloom for the Flyers because they have good players. Like, of course they do. Like, Sean Couturier is a good player. Kevin Hayes is a good player. Carter Hart has massive potential. He still does. It's just the defense in front of him has been terrible. Like, he kind of gets an unfair reputation in Philly with his play because it, no one could really be a great goalie except maybe two in front of that defensive core. So he kind of gets a bad rap. Like it's just rough because the biggest guys that have been like their, you know, their quote unquote big players that like help this team have also had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Sean Gatter has been injured. Travis Konechny's had injuries. Kevin Hayes has had issues. Uh Faraby like usually misses time he has this year yeah he's also kind of been just not playing great and it's just been a consistent just issue and has a program also continued just to just make uh no comment like he was a big guy that they were supposed to love yeah no comment watch 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 watch, watch. i hate saying this to be harsh but i feel like they're gonna he's gonna end up like shane goes to spare yeah, and you know what? I wouldn't be Speaking super heartbroken about that, but I forgot where did he get traded after the Gossip Bear went to the Coyotes and then went to uh Carolina, I want to say. Yeah. Kind of for like a third of not this year, not next year, but it yeah. was like a 2026 third. I sat there and screamed inside the bike when we get him, but uh yeah, I mean if I were the Kraken, I would have gone after a goaltender if I were you, but you know like the market just wasn't there. It was it was a fellow who wasn't good. He was really not that great. Uh until he got traded to the, the Kings Melka, all of a sudden wanted a King's ransom. Oh yeah. Saros who would have wanted a King's ransom. I don't think the Fred's were well, they were except selling, Saros is so Kings. good. Saros is so good where I might not have cared how much it took to get him. Saros has been that good this year. He's going to be a Vesna finalist. It's just one of those things that's Kings Ransom, and I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they wanted to part with him. Yeah. Especially since they were still, they're still right on the edge of a playoff spot as of right now. Does that mean anything? I'm not convinced the Knights are as good as people make them out. And nah. the Boilers could still get the first spot, which uh, hoping for that. Because you want the Oilers to get the first spot, the Kings to knock off the Golden Knights so bad. I mean, yeah, I Kings to knock them off so bad. It'd be so funny. I'd I'd probably roll over on the floor laughing if Vegas lost (laughs) in the first round. If Vegas lost in the first round again, like that'd be so funny. Um, so for Jonathan Quick, yes, as of right now, as we as we stand right now. The West would look like the Avs and the Kraken, um, the Knights and the Jets, Oilers and Kings and Stars and Wild. The worst part is, 
think getting the lower, the higher spot is the worst case scenario. <laughs> I yeah, because you're you're playing the cup <laughs> champ, yes. man. But yeah, you're playing the cup champ, man. You gotta play the stars or the wild. Like the Az getting the top spot was literally worst case scenario. Oh, I know. Of course, they had to get hot right right at the end of the season. I know they played a lot of bad teams, but they also put five on the stars' head. So that's not making me feel good. Um, you're hoping the Oilers find a way to win. Uh, <laughs> at least in the regular season. In the regular season, at least. Like yeah. right now, because they're playing. Yeah, like like right now. Not not like. Also, but, for an update, it's one to one. I know it's I know it's the one to one game for our Penguins fans listening. The Leafs and the Panthers are in overtime, one to one, with a minute to go in that one, and it's looking like looking the like Caps the are going to beat the Islanders four to two. There's a minute thirty to go in the third, so the Penguins are getting some much needed help tonight, which depending on who you are, if you want the pens to make it or if you want them to miss it, could be good or bad. I personally think it's great news. Um, I want to go to playoff time. games. I might look at going to the game on Tuesday. Oh, wait. I got my radio show date. Oh, conflict of interest. Anyway, uh... <laughs> plug, plug the radio show? No, okay. But yeah, yeah we can do that. Um, but uh, just with the pens, man, like... I'm really happy that they're getting the help. We're we're gonna see how it goes. Um, but like with the Kraken, just in it's general been, this year, year. just in general this year, man, you guys got depth scoring for days. A lot of teams would kill for that. It's crazy as well because you watch how the goalies have played. Yeah, oh my I, God, uh, tell uh Martin Jones stats. Uh, how about I read the stats of all three goalies? <laughs> so Joey Decord is our highest in save percentage. He's played three games, and his save percentage is a nine oh three. If that's not a reference to how awful a goalie situation is, I don't know what is. He's our he's our best goalie in save percentage. He's at a nine oh three. He played three games. All right, then there's Grubauer. Uh, he's played 37 games. He is 16, 13, and 4. Hell, he's a winning record. I have no idea. Uh, his save percentage is uh, 893 with a goal against average of 2.93. And there's Martin Jones. And his record is, cra- is crazy good for those stats, man. Uh, his record is 27, 13, and 3, 48 games. Unbelievable. 13, and 3. He has three shutouts. <laughs> so keep that in mind. He has three shutouts. His save percentage is an 886. I don't know how. Oh, um he's 886 is allowing basically three goals a game. Double good news for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Capitals have One. beat the Islanders five to two in regulation. Dylan Strom getting the empty net and goal. Other good news. The Toronto Maple Leafs have defeated the Florida Panthers two to one in overtime. Not the ideal, not ideal, but it was much needed help that the Panthers didn't get those two points. The Penguins now control their own destiny to make the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. John Tavares locks it off for them. (laughs) So the Islanders lose and Tavares gets the walk off. How, How does that one feel? Yep. Not not great. I was praying for Winnipeg Dolls to lose. They uh they they put a six they put a six bomb on the Sharks. But uh Thanks for nothing, James Reimer. Oh my. Take your 12, 20, and 8 record away. Once again, you. once again, uh uh <laughs> no comments. <laughs> Many comments wanted. No comments will be had. For those of you that know me, you know my gripes with them. That could be a later topic if that subject comes up. Um, I guess doing a quick. Let me just do a quick recap. Everything going on with the NHL uh, today. Uh, Caps just won. Uh, the Sens are in the third period, deep into the third period, and are beating the Canes still three two. Um, the Rangers and Sabers are tied. Rangers are holding on desperately, trying to get that last spot. Uh, Wild starting off tonight up one nothing, but they're playing the Blackhawks so. Yeah, I mean, here's here's delete your franchise. Here's the thing with the Penguins, though. I'm not going to talk a ton of trash on the Blackhawks or the Blue Jackets, by the way, because those are the two teams they have to beat to make the playoffs now. Because it doesn't matter. Going to talk trash. Uh, Blackhawks delete your franchise. 
I mean, yeah, because of the whole like, yeah, I everything just everything about you. The worst part is, the worst part about it is they're tied with the worst record in the league. I know, and the Ducks about a point. The Ducks get got a point last night. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> He's lost an OT to the house. Well, uh, I will never understand. Well. It was funny. I think they were winning deep into that game. They well. were. They were. And they gave up a five on three. And the Avs scored. I think they scored two off of it to tie it. Because I think I they were winning four so two. Angry. Yeah. If Connor Bedard goes to the Blackhawks, I will be so unbelievably angry if he. Ends yeah. Up and we can we can talk about that too. Like, where do you want Connor Bedard to Blue go? Jackets. You want me to go to the Blue, blue Jackets? See the Blue Jackets. Instantly, I will say that Blue Jackets. I can see the Blue Jackets. They're bad this year. Don't get it twisted. They're pretty yeah, bad. They yeah. But the thing about the Blue Jackets that makes me a little optimistic, they have talent. That can't be denied. Oh, yeah, they do. And I think guys like Boone Jenner and Jack Roselvick will, will have a much better year when better players are there. Yeah. I think they also have a ton of cap space. Johnny Gaudreau's there. And getting a full season of guys like Gustav Nyquist and Adam Bovis will be yeah. huge for they them. Got I the think talent. it's just a year a lot of things went wrong. Considering, I think, the main defensemen they were running out there on nights were uh, it's either Eric Branson and Gavin Bayreuther or Gavin Bayreuther and Andrew Peake. Oh, they've had a lot. My. They've had a lot. Of yeah, that's an AHL level. That's an AHL level defense core. Oh, my gosh. You're the Blue Jackets. If by the end of the season, your strength and conditioning coach needs to take the nearest trip down the river far yeah. away from the Blue Jackets because this has been three straight seasons. They have gotten battered. Oh, I know. To the ground and back. Like it's almost Ravens level. Like Steve's, what's the guy name? Steve Sanders. <laughs> And Saunders, yeah, Saunders. You I know think. What I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> it's like that level. It's like that bad with how much, like how many days injured the Blue Jackets have been. That's that's also contributed to them struggling yeah. mightily. So they saw the right was on the ball. They made smart decisions. I think trading, uh, trading away Corpus Allo was smart. And then they got they got value for trading Jonathan Quick. Was yeah, they did. No, they still but, have value. If you're a team that's value. rebuilding, if you're a team you that's rebuilding. Get the value, you know, like you never and like they, they the under cap space as well. Yeah, they do. Year. So they they along with signing, you know, obviously yeah. no one was expecting this year to be the year they were going to. No, like, I I didn't think they were going to be this bad. Yeah, but I think that's a lot of just bad luck. Except if you're going to pick a year to be bad, be bad this year. Yeah, like go like go go dumpster diving for that first yeah, overall pick, man. Flyers and Caps and Canadians, but. And no. You know, if you sneak into like that second to fourth overall, if you can snag Matt Vay Mitchkoff out of that, because that's a guy who goes, he doesn't get talked about enough. I think it's just because of the Russian factor, but like the yeah. guy, people were comparing him to Ovi. Really? Like, yeah, he's breaking Ovi records in Russia right now. So. What? Like oh, wow. if you're if I like he the problem with him is he's not going to be able to play in the show for like three years because he has a contract in the KHL right now. But I don't know if I'm sitting oh, at like see. 15th overall. He's Bedard's age. I think he's 18. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. if I'm if I'm sitting at like 15th, 16th overall and like I'm a middling team, like if you're middle, if I'm the Penguins and Mitch isn't off the board in the first round, I take him. 100%. I take him. If no one takes him in the first round, like you're going to get scrutiny because people are going to go, he's not going to play for like two to three years. What are you doing? What I will say to that, if Kenny Malkin didn't play for the first two years he was drafted, he was stuck in Russia. It's a very similar situation. I take the kid. I do. It also happened with Crosby and Ovi and other guys. Like, um, who? There was, um, there was a Ducks player. Was it Ducks? No, or was it? I feel like I'm thinking the right guy, wrong guy, Ryan Kessler. Oh, what for not playing in their first year? Yeah, he didn't play. For it's because there was a lockout. Years. There was a lockout, but he also just didn't play for a season. Or two and in the minors, yeah, he was in the minors. And a lot of guys got stuck yeah. in the minors from that year. That year was a really yeah. good year. But him. like, is it any different than drafting a guy and making him play in the OHL or in the minors? I mean, in my opinion, not really. No, like, I mean, I guess there's the only thing I could say with that though is like, like especially in the case of like, you know, I think about the Leafs. Because um, 
they called it Mick Robertson at like not even 20. Yeah. So like there's that kind of like benefit to yeah. having situations like that. But it's also a case of like you want to take a risk. I think patience will persevere. Oh in yeah. The long run. Yeah. Like, I would hope the Caps would find a way to get him. I mean, like speaking of patience, we talked about him earlier. Look at Tage Thompson. Yeah. Tage Thompson's the definition of the middle stat as well. Yeah. Like the guy was like, I'll I'll admit it. Like I'm a big Tage Thompson fan now, but like, I'll admit it. The guy was just not good his first couple of years. And then just saw a switch clicked in his development and look at him now. He's scoring like 30, 40 goals a year. Like the guy's insane. Yeah. You got a question. I know, I I know it seemed like the answer is no, because both sides, I think, are happy with that trade. Yeah, now, I think we'll see how it goes few years down the line. Yeah, but both sides right now are happy from the trade. I'm curious in a way if um I'm like brain farting right now. Oh, what like, the uh, O'Reilly and uh, Tage Thompson trade where Thompson went to Buffalo and O'Reilly went to St. Louis? Yeah, well, I'll speak of that, and I was also thinking the Eichel one as well. I'll yeah, between both of them, like all sides, I think got something like yeah they're all happy now i think they're all happy in the moment um blues fans are crying internally. well i don't think the blues are because the blues got a cup out of this man the blues got a cup in 2019 yeah, so like just say goodbye to a lot of big players yeah and you know to uh vladimir tarasenko yeah but that happens but that happens after you win oh, a yeah. cup. Like it's really tough to keep the guys around. Like not every team can be the Penguins of 2016 and 2017 or the Lightning now. Like you shed guys, it happens. I mean, hey, I'm just hoping we keep we just have a solid group of guys for the yeah. Kraken going forward. I think you will. It's crazy to me because I looked at the stats and I'm gonna do the math very quickly. We have 13 guys with over 30 points. Wow. Um, 13 and, guys? And there's still two other guys who are three points away from uh, three points away from 30. And Ryan Donato and Morgan Geeky. Wow. Also both have been healthy scratches at points of the season. Like, it's crazy. I still think the MVP of your team is Vince Dunn. The guy has oh been. My goodness, or Jared Dunn. McCann. Vince Dunn should get the MVP for having to play with Adam Larson too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Adam I, Larson I, slander. He has started playing good. It's only taken sixty plus games for him to figure it out, but like <laughs> he's finally playing good. I'll give him that. He's been playing great through April. I'll give him all the credit in the world. Yeah, he's been playing amazing through April. Like Vince Dunn should get an MVP for having to deal with this crap through the entire season because he's put up sixty four points. He's put up. He's put up, he's given, he's had 50 assists. He's had 50 assists <laughs> in one season. I don't even think he had 30. He might have had 30 plus in his first season with the Kraken. No, he didn't even have that. He had 28. I don't think he's had a single season before this year hitting 30 assists. He has 50 this year. Wow. He's playing insane. Oh, man. No, he's not even close. I'm looking at years prior. Most he had was last year with 28. And he has 50 assists this season. That's crazy. crazy. And he's only going to keep getting better. He's only 26. He's amazing. Blues, man. Blues, man. I think that one hurts more than getting rid of Tarasenko. When they lost him to the the draft. That one definitely was like... Yeah. I guess there's a few teams to thank. You guys have a couple of teams to thank, man. Like, you got... Lightning, yep, but that was whatever for them, I think. Yeah, uh, McCann, which I forget, was that you guys? I feel like it was, it was both my teams, man. Was it? Yeah, the Penguins traded him to the, the Leafs, and then the like, Leafs lost him in the expansion draft. Oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, oh, you're giving him the odds. That's why I, that's why I gave you that look. That's why I gave you that look. So it was think, both my teams. Oh, you know what it was? You know what I'm thinking about? Because you know what's wild about that. Because you know who it was they were protecting, I think? It was Alex Kerfoot. <laughs> How many goals does Kerfoot have, by the way? I, this is gonna ten. make this is gonna make me even more angry. Hang on. Ten. I want to say ten. This is gonna, you're, you're gonna make me more angry about this, aren't you? Ten. It's ten on the dot. He has ten goals. He has he, 32 uh, points through seven nine games. 
He has 32 points. All right. How many points? How many oh, goals no. does Jared McCann have? 39. I think. Let me double check that. Dude, check that. dude I. Yeah, 39. Yeah, he has more goals has more than goals. Kerfoot has points. People I ask me, so. like, dude, I, man, man, man. This is why I say if I didn't have the Penguins, I would go insane. I would literally go insane. You turn into Steve Dangle. I think I'm already there. I think I'm already there. It's a problem. <laughs> no, 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 You're not there. You're not there. You watched the video last year. You watched the video last year. You're not there. You're not there yet. I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> close. I'm close. It is. I am. Right this year is not a one nothing loss in game seven. I will actually call you and give you a call. Dude, here's the I thing. will drive back. I will drive because we are not far I, crazy far from each other. If you go back to your I have dad's with your mom's like I have I been saying this all season now. And like I I know, like there's there's a reality, there's the bad ending where the penguins make it and are one and done. At least make it and they're one and done. And if that happens again this year, if it happens again. I, like here's the thing i know you guys are like you guys mean well with the texts with the emails with the ads on instagram except there are a couple of you that aren't but um <laughs> dude like if they do it again if they do it to me again i swear i this uh, is like the origin of joker right here it's just the joker give, origin give story face, give me face in a mirror and with the least just tattooed on I, I know there are going to be people listening to this show it doesn't matter if the penguins get knocked or the Leafs get knocked or both. I'm gonna hear about it no matter what. No matter what, I'm I, going to hear about still it. Still trying to figure out the video part of it. I think we should make a bet. What if, am I betting? If the Leafs lose in the first round, the show we do after that, you have to come to the show with the Leafs logo just taped across your forehead. Not that's how you think, like a whole piece of paper just taped on your forehead for the first like. For the first half of the show. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. And like Leafs, I swear. Just for God. comedy relief for everybody. No, I'm going to lean in here. I'm going to lean in. You just do it ASMR. Like. No, I'm going to lean in. <laughs> I'm going to do you one better that I know they're going to do. If they lose in the first round, I will wear a Boston Bruins jersey to the podcast. No shot. No I'll do it. Who, I'll do it. Who do you, who do you have? I had I played for a club team that has the Boston Bruins logo on it, and I'll oh, wear so it's it. Just yours. Okay. It's just mine. Say <laughs> someone just gave you a Marchand jersey. So, so, so here's the thing: if they do it again, and there is a steep chance they do, like and they make me wear a Bruins jersey, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Oh, I'm going man. to lose it. <laughs> That'd be so funny. So. If they if they lose in game seven again, if they do it again, because like the penguins, like I'm not worried about they got they I got cups out of them. Like hey, that's that's fine. Like the penguins, like the penguins got cups. Like they're I I live in Pittsburgh. I'm not gonna hear about it like too much. It's okay. But if they do it again, so help me God. I I, I might not recover. I might not. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> no, you'll be fine, man. I don't know for sure. It, well, I lived through 2021 and 2020 where the Penguins got knocked out by the Habs too, by the way. That's another thing we don't talk about That's a lot. 2019 by the Blue Jackets. Or no, no. It was you so. The Blue Jackets and then the two years. Depends. Back. So 2020, the, the Habs, God. the Habs haunt my night, haunt my dreams, by the way, because without fail, 2020, they beat the Pens when they were good enough to make a run. That's stupid. In the play-in, wasn't like the yeah yeah, the yeah. where twelve teams made it. The Penguins were poised to make a run, and they blew it in five games to the Habs. Not even five; it was four. I think it was four games. For newer fans, back in um, what it was twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty when the bubble was going so on. So there was a bubble, and they had play-ins, and so the top four teams had, went in and played a round robin. Five through twelve played a uh, was it three game series? Yeah, it five. It was five games. It was five game series. So the Pens with a five seed by like one or two points. And they had to play the Habs, who somehow, in this two years, that was two years straight. COVID was apparently the best time in the world for being a Canadiens fan for some reason. It's the only reason they were good for those two years. It's the Literally, world shutting down for the for the Canadiens. Not the Canadiens. The, the Habs to be good. The reason. So wild. The 
only reason. And they beat, can agree as well. <laughs> they beat both my teams during that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they beat the sure. Pens in 2020 and the Leafs in 2021. I remember because I was watching your name choose video where he just lost his mind. I remember all too well. I, I remember watching I game, I think it was what? Game five in 2020 and game seven in 2021 oh, I felt with bad. my dad. I, I remember specifically watching game seven in 2021 against the Habs with my dad. And the Pens, I think, were already out at this point because they lost to the Islanders. So we jumped we jumped on that bandwagon. Um, Worse, don't don't ever jump on that bandwagon. Don't ever. But I remember specifically sitting down with him and he asked me how the game was going to go. And I looked at him and I went, it's going to be three nothing halves. It's going to be three nothing halves. And it was three nothing halves all the way until 10 seconds left where William Nylander scored and it was three to one. I was 10 seconds away from being spot on. That's crazy. Because I know them, man. I I remember... Are you talking about the one the one against the Habs? Yeah. I was watching I I because I just started picking up hockey. So I was doing the sports that thing. I was watching uh, Steve Dangle. He would he was streaming the playoff games. I watched three of them. Yeah. I watched game one. The, the mm-hmm. John Sparrows one. That the injury? That was the first time I felt like like I was just like I just got shocked. Yeah, I remember that. This was before like even bad yeah. stuff even happened in sports, like you know, Damar Hamlin and all that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. This I got shocked. I was like, did I just watch a guy get knocked out cold? He was. That was crazy. So I watched that game. Great. And the worst part was, it was a great game, save for that moment. That moment was just going to like define that whole game. I watched that game. I watched, I think, game four. The one they just, abs- was it? Yeah, game it was four. Game they four. thumped them. Yeah. They absolutely thumped them. And then game seven. No, no, no. I watched game six as well because I was like praying for them the best. And then Travis Dermott did the spinner thing. And I watched Game Seven. I just watched the whole of it. I just, I just watched Steve just slowly die inside. I'm like, geez, I cannot. I was like, and I, and I watched your entry's whole video back in the Leafs history. And I was like, I feel so bad for people who are Leafs fans. I really do, dude. dude I, I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan too. By the way, I'm a big wrestling fan too. By the way, okay. So <laughs> Travis Dermott, who who doesn't play on the Leafs anymore, I so never good. want to see that Spinner Rooney thing unless. You are actual Booker T, and you are a five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion. I never want to see it again, ever. Don't do it. Fun fact, he is still with the Canucks. Oh, yeah. And, gee, I wonder why the Canucks are having problems. I mean, nothing. He's got one goal in one against. Yeah. God. (laughs) God. I'm trying to think. Let me say this as well. If we yeah. if we lose, I will come in. I will I will come in with the uh the team we lose just stamped my forehead. What the Kraken? Yeah, I guess okay. it's the Avs. Well, I guess most likely it will be the Avs unless the Golden Knights lose out and the Avs win out. Okay, it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. You could uh ha- you could uh, will- seal your own coffin with making a bet that the Leafs would win a round when they haven't since two thousand four. If it does, if it actually does happen, and you come in with the Bruins jersey, I will not be able to keep a straight face. Oh, I know, I know. Video. You're gonna be laughing the whole time. And the first video segment we have on YouTube is gonna be of me wearing a Bruins jersey. For God's sake! Oh my God, it's gonna be like right around five. Oh, I know, I know, and I'm gonna be even more upset, but. <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. Um, I guess to wrap up in our last minute and a half, just straight fire. Who do you think's winning the cup this year? Oh, I'm gonna make I feel like I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Just just straight fire, go with your gut. Who's gonna who's gonna win it? I'm gonna say wild. You think the wild, okay. Make a bold prediction and say the wild this year. I oh do I do I really put this out in the world to get embarrassed? Do I do I do I I got in the world? You know, I'm doubling down on my bet. I'm doubling down on my bet. Doubling down on my bet. Oh, God. This is going to be so weird. This is, this is going to be so Do weird it. to say. I'm sorry. Do it. Do it. All right. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to do it this year. I said it. You all have that in writing. Or I guess in audio. <laughs> when they lose in game seven, please be gentle. <laughs> please, please, uh, please timestamp this bit. Make this an audio for <laughs> 
and just share this to us at Pond Hockey on Twitter. Eventually, it's gonna Twitter, come true. Pond Hockey on Instagram. Just share this with us everywhere because I will be, I will be dying. I will be dying. This will be incredible. All right, <laughs> but the, I. <laughs> It'll come true eventually. Okay. It will. Well, I'm gonna put faith in it, but it's if nah. it does it, the memes will be hilarious. The time. Penguins are gonna win a cup before the Leafs. Before the Leafs win one, okay. Hey, most importantly, we save this moment because I plug again. At Pond Hockey on Twitter. Pond Hockey Pod oh, on Twitter. Pond Hockey Pod on Twitter. I will get it right. It'll just take it. <laughs> we'll have it right for the second show. But please follow our socials. And like I said, if it does happen, send clips our way. Send, send memes our way. It'll when it inevitably way. doesn't happen, send clips to Nick. Because if you send them to <laughs> me, you I'm probably not going to open them. <laughs> hey, we, have, we both have access to the account so we can. I will save these. And when we get the show, when we get the show actually running up, uh, putting it on YouTube because we're still figuring, still ironing out the kinks a little bit for. Um, it will be on Spotify. Hundred percent will be on Spotify. You're figuring out Apple Podcasts. You almost have. I think you have that ready. I think. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> it should be ready for Apple. We'll, we're not going to say hundred percent, but we got yeah. those two ready, and we'll be uh, figuring out. We'll be, we might even throw clips on stuff like uh, Twitter and stuff. Others. Yeah. We'll keep you updated. All right. So I guess that wraps it up for the pilot episode of the Pond Hockey Podcast. Once again, to everyone, please don't come at me too hard, man. Let me have fun. But um, anyways, if there is a topic you guys want us to cover for next time, feel free to tweet at us at Pond Hockey Pod or send us a DM on Instagram at Pond Hockey Podcast. Um, really hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I guess that's it. And we will see you guys next Monday at 9 p.m. live. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next time.